0: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Welcome to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. It is about 9 o'clock after Game 1. Cavs a loser in Game 1 against the Indiana Pacers. 98-80, to Chris Fedor, Joe Varden. We are courtside here at Quicken Loans Arena. Everybody has left, um, as the Cavs have left the building as well, going home to try and pick up the pieces of this one. Joe, just uh, your initial takeaway from what you saw happen here in Game 1. Well, it was alarming. Um, alarming?
0: Yeah, okay. I would say so. I think from the speed, you know, again, that Indiana has shown, um, when the Cavs changed their roster, they were supposed to be faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they weren't tonight. Um, Victor Oladipo was better than everybody on the court. Yep. Um, LeBron included. Uh, so that wasn't good. Um, all the players that you worried about the moment being too big for them, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, from Jordan Clarkson to Rodney Hood to uh, even Jeff Green, just mm. had a terrible night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you know, when 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 you lose ninety-eight to eighty in any playoff game, um, the the natural reaction is to say, you know, it's total doom and, and gloom. I mean, I remember in the twenty sixteen finals, the Cavs just getting. Their heads handed to them <laughs> in games one and two. Yeah, really, right? Um, and you know, obviously, of course, they came back to win it. all. So, you know that such a reaction, um, you, you should try to avoid it if you can. Uh huh. Um, but I, I don't know how you can feel real good about anything that you saw tonight.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't know that Indiana is going to shoot as well as it did tonight. I don't know that Victor Oladipo is going to shoot the three ball as well as he did tonight. Six of nine from three-point range scored 32 points. So I think there are some things there with Indiana and what their offense was able to do and the shooting percentages that you can sit there and say, I don't know that that's necessarily going to carry over into game two. Um, But we have talked all season long, Joe, on this podcast about how just relying on LeBron James' brilliance and saying, we've got LeBron, that's enough, we've got playoff LeBron, and he's going to take it to a different kind of level, I think tonight shines a light on the fact that he's going to need a lot more help. And Kevin Love obviously has to be better. But the Cavs are going to be relying on role players throughout the course of this postseason run. And the problem with role players is that you get some good nights and you get some bad nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe tonight was just one of those where it was welcome to the playoffs for a lot of these guys, where Indiana's intensity defensively was something that bothered them, but LeBron had a triple-double, he played 44 minutes, and it just wasn't enough.
0: Right, I mean, it wasn't even close. No. I mean, obviously, from that, from a that scoreboard perspective. Um, I think it starts with Kevin. You know, he only got eight right. shots tonight. Mm-hmm. That's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to take 15 shots.
1: Yeah. Uh, in saying that, I think I think Ty's decision to go with Jeff Green backfired from that standpoint. Because why were the Cavs so great in the second half of the season with Kevin? Because they played him at center. Right. And you play him at center, and all of a sudden he's being guarded by Jonas Valanciunas and Serge Ibaka, and those guys are used to playing where? right there in the middle of the paint they don't want to get out to the three-point line Kevin's quicker than those kinds of guys and they can't close out to his three-point shots and the spacing's way too much for them to handle when Jeff Green's out there that allowed Indiana to play Miles Turner on Jeff Green and then a natural power forward with length speed athleticism and power in Thaddeus Young on Kevin Love and Kevin Love like, his impact at center is negated when he gets played by a player like that as opposed to a center.
0: Yeah, I mean, just kind of transitioning into, all right, well, what do you do for game two? Mm-hmm. Um, Ty was was kind of poo-pooing adjustments and outside of, like, LeBron out, was kind of doing the same thing outside of maybe trying to post him more. Yeah. But, um, I would play JR. I would okay. start JR. Um and that's not just a reaction to one playoff game. He was great tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that
1: Jr. instead of Hood, or is that Jr.
0: instead yeah. of Jeff? I would play Jr. instead of Hood. Okay, um, because Jr. has been there and done it in the postseason. Mm-hmm. He's been playing well since about mid March, um, and so. But again, like the the postseason is not going to be too big for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the second thing I would do is I would uh, definitely go along with what you're saying. And, um, I would play somebody else, uh, <laughs> on, on the block, somebody, just anybody, anybody. Well, if it's yeah. Larry Nance or if you want to leave him, uh-huh. uh, on the bench, it's kind of that, you know, one of those energy guys off, off the bench. Yep. Um, then I'd play Tristan. I would do it, uh, for, for what you're telling me. I mean, they need somebody, uh, that, that can do that, that can bang, bang in there. Um, and if you want to keep Jeff Green on the court, uh, You know, I mean, the Cavs were destroyed. um, You know, obviously by Oladipo, and and uh, they had a bad night in the backcourt. The Cavs did. Um, So, if you want to play Jeff Green instead of George Hill, that's that would be a unique lineup. But fine, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, But but I think Jr. and and Nance or or
1: Tristan is a good good place to look. I I think LeBron said something after the game about how um, this is the playoffs now. This is no longer the regular season. And some of these guys had their welcome to the playoffs moment in terms of the physicality, the speed of the game. And I think the Cavs in a way, Joe, had a welcome to the playoffs moment in terms of now a team can really dig into what it is they want to do. Um, and some of the weaknesses that they have on this team that we knew that that they had, but they were being masked by the fact that either it was the regular season, or LeBron went into supernova mode, or Kevin at the center was too much for teams in just a one-game situation. Um, now Nate McMillan, a very good coach who is in the running for Coach of the Year, has a chance to dig into the Cavs. And try and find those weaknesses and exploit those weaknesses. And I think you saw in part why LeBron was inefficient tonight. They made him a passer, and they said, we don't believe Jeff Green is going to beat us. We don't believe Rodney Hood is. We don't believe any of these guys are. You don't have Kyrie anymore. We feel good about our matchup of Thaddeus Young against Kevin Love. So because of all these relatively unproving guys around LeBron, we're going to force him into being a passer. And he didn't take his first shot until about two minutes to go right. in the first quarter. Yeah, I think that's, I
0: think that's right. Um... You know, obviously they don't have Kyrie anymore. No, they
1: don't. So these guys are going to have to make these shots. They're going to have to loosen up the defense for LeBron. I mean, Rodney Hood's final numbers were actually okay. They were okay. He was four of eight.
0: Yeah. I think he might have even had the best plus minus on <laughs> on the court tonight. Um, but that's that, that can be misleading. Yeah. Um, I I just thought he was in trouble. Um, you know, he, he had a pull up three in the first quarter that was that was way off. Mm-hmm. And then. um he got hit with a, uh, he was going to the hoop and LeBron hit him on a bounce pass. And anybody who's in rhythm in the game catches it and dunks it. He stopped um, and ended up either getting the shot block or he missed his, mm-hmm. his attempt. And that just just tells me he wasn't just wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready for the moment. Um, and it's, you know, other guys had worse games for sure. sure. Jeff, sure. Jeff did. Jordan did. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, another thing is um, they're not going to go very far in the playoffs if Kyle Korver is going to be. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, You know. Go ahead. I didn't love Ty's explanation after the game about why Kyle only played four minutes. Um, He did say that it wasn't about the foot. He didn't have the foot flare up on him. He went into this spiel about we needed to play smaller and we wanted to switch pick and rolls, and by the time we could have gone back to Kyle, we didn't want to risk it because he had been sitting for too long. It just perplexes me because Kyle, when they play small, Kyle's at his best. Yeah. And the Cavs are at their best usually when they play small and they space out the court. And the whole thing about we wanted to run up and down the court, like that's Kyle's game. Get out in transition. Get (laughs) easy shots for him in transition so that you don't have to work against Indiana's stingy set defense. Right. So the reason that Ty gave for only playing Kyle four minutes, to me that didn't add up. That made him look worse because he basically contradicted himself of all the things that Kyle brings to the table.
0: What – what worries
1: you most about what we saw tonight? Um, hmm. I think that's a really good question. I think the thing that would concern me the most moving forward in this series, um, and I still think the Cavs have a bunch of things that they can do. We talked about some of the adjustments that they can make and some of the lineups they can make. Um, I think they have a way to neutralize Kevin Love's brilliance. And that would worry me. When Thaddeus Young was defending Kevin Love, he was 2 of 7 from the field, and he could not get into the paint. So if Thaddeus can contain him on the perimeter, um, and Kevin can't get his shots off as cleanly as he does against most centers, and Kevin can't take advantage of Thaddeus Young on the block, he can't overpower him, he can't get into the lane, he can't get to the free throw line. Like, the Cavs need Kevin Love to be great in order to continue this playoff run. Um, and I think they have a way to neutralize him and keep from having to play a center against him. Yeah. So yeah. that would worry me. Yeah. I How mean, about you?
0: Um, well...
1: I also think Jeff Green's unplayable in this series, but that's another thing.
0: Yeah, I mean... You know, but, but I, th- I think Jeff was, was also on the floor for a fair amount of their comeback. If I'm not mistaken. And I might be
1: mistaken. Yeah, I think you're mistaken. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the comeback stopped, actually, when he came back in the well, game, then, to be honest <laughs> with you.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, you know what? So then I guess one concern would be just that Ty really feel, it sounds like he – and he has shown all year that Jeff's a guy he wants to ride with. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, Jeff has earned it. Uh, but, you know, you got to go with, with matchups. And for all the reasons you've described, that, that could be a problem. Um, I I am concerned about um, Lebron. I am concerned about hmm. I'm concerned about his mindset. Um, you know he he knows um, when he gets into a series fairly quickly um, how this is going to go, <laughs> and uh, if he doesn't see a path, mm-hmm. um, that that's represented in his play. You know, we've been talking tonight in the media room um, just about uh, about him and, and about how he played tonight. I actually don't think that he. I, I thought he played reasonably hard. I thought he had a tough night, mm-hmm. um, but I thought he played hard. I really did. I, I thought he he tried to get to the basket. Um, he had some trouble, like you know, they were able to double him once he got to the block a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I. Am concerned more so by <coughs> his attitude before the game, and then his attitude after mm. game one, which is just sort of kind of a, a, a nonchalance. Um, I mean, you can point to some things during the game about him not getting back on defense and mm-hmm. kind of that being out of frustration, but that to me that is different. Um, like he'll do that at, at any night in the year, and, sure. and you know, I mean, he does that mostly, mostly on plays that are going to go against you anyway. Um, so I, I don't look at that as an indicator of uh, of his effort. I, I thought he came to play, mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I am concerned about how
1: he views this team and, and, and how he views the series. And I don't know if I'm uh, concerned about it, but it's very, very surprising to me that the first playoff game uh, that they have lost this year, um, and it's the first one that they've played... But you could have told me, like, a variety of ways that they would have lost to Indiana coming into today's game, right? Like, Indiana would have raced up and down court because they're the number one transition team in the Eastern Conference, and Oladipo would have went crazy, and Collison would have made a whole bunch of threes, and Bogdanovich would have made a whole bunch of threes. And, like, all of those things, and the Cavs' defensive problems from the regular season carried over into the postseason, like, those are things that I would have been like, okay, yeah, I could see that. The thing that I did not see playing out is the Cavs having their worst offensive performance all season. Oh, yeah.
0: Right. And, I mean, you know, the the lineup that they threw out there is a lineup that... Um, well, actually, I don't know how much... The actual starting lineup that they played tonight. I don't know how much those guys have played together. Right. Um, but certainly all the pieces ha- have played. Yeah. Uh, so that really does speak to the Pacers being absolutely ready for the Cavs tonight, mm-hmm. ready to take away some things. Um, and Ty, Ty has to go into game two asking the first question of how do we get Kevin going? Right. Like, and that addresses everything that you've been saying. I agree. Um, because eight shots, nine points, Yep. Zero points from Jeff Green. I mean, you're yep. not going to win. No, you're just you're just not. And right. that, like, if you would have, like, t- again talking about all the ways that they're going to lose, um, I, I just I would not have seen that. I would not yep. have seen those two guys laying such eggs, and they, and they really did.
1: I also think something that's very baffling when it comes to Jeff Green, like he wasn't giving them anything offensively. He was restricting their offense because of the domino effect it had. I thought on LeBron and Kevin. You know, Part of the reason why the Cavs said they wanted to go with Jeff in the starting lineup was to put him on Victor Oladipo, mm-hmm. and because they wanted to switch everything and they wanted his defensive versatility, and yet they started Jeff Green on Thaddeus Young. So doesn't that defeat the purpose of starting Jeff Green? If you're not going to put him on Oladipo or you're not going to put him on Collison thinking that his length is going to bother those guys, then I think you're better off with Larry Nance Jr.
0: Right. I wonder, though, because, you know, the first couple of possessions, LeBron was on Collison. Right. And so... And George Hill was on Oladipo. And, and Ty has told us that, um, that you don't want to show Oladipo the same coverage. right. right. <coughs> so I wonder if w- the way they started was kind of the, um, you know, the smokescreen. Like, mm. we're going to show you this, uh, mm. and then we're going to start getting into our stuff as the game goes on. Whatever they, whatever the actual strategy was, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Old Depot killed them. Well, um, before we get going, did you do you agree that they played well defensively?
1: As, I don't, as they they've been talking about. No, all night? that was strange to me because they said leading up to the game, Joe, they were like over and over and over again. Uh, the thing that we trying to do in the playoffs is we try and take away what it is you do best, or we try and take away your best player. In the past, they took away DeRozan. Uh, They took away Isaiah Thomas. Like, that's what they pride themselves on, making the opposing offense uncomfortable because their lead guy is out of the mix. Mm -hmm. And yet they didn't trap Oladipo until, like, the fourth quarter, basically. By that time, he was already hot. He was already in rhythm. And when they trapped Oladipo, like, he made some questionable decisions. So it's strange to me that they said leading up to Game 1, that we're going to try and take away your best player and what you do best and what makes you most comfortable, and they did not do that. Right. If Oladipo has 32, to me, that's not a successful defensive game plan, no matter what Bogdanovich and Collison and all these other dudes do, because the guy that you have to stop, the guy that's going to beat you, is Depot. Right. I mean, I, if, if,
0: if Oladipo was like 9 of 30, and he yeah. finished with 32. That'd be one thing. Right. But this was a, a highly oh. efficient night. Yes. Six and nine from three. Yep. Um, I think more than anything, like, the Cavs kind of doing backflips over their defense tonight um, was, one, a testament to just how bad they were all year. Bingo. You know? Yep, I agree. They, they held a good team under 100 points. Yes. So let's give each <laughs> other high fives for that. Yeah. And then the second thing, which I can buy into, is they were so sloppy with the ball. Absolutely. They were terrible with the ball. Yes, I agree. Um, And that leads to points. Yes. You know? Indiana gets 20 off of that. Yep. So, if they hold on to the ball, which is what Ty said was the number one thing going in. Yeah. um, Then, you know what? Then the defense probably does look better. So... I would agree. I'll give them a little bit there. But when they... um, As they look to shake things up here in Game 2, I wouldn't hang my hat too squarely on the idea that the defense was good. Because it really wasn't.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna be watching the turnovers too, because obviously Indiana's a team that wants to run, get up and down court. And Ty even said before the game as you alluded to, Joe, he said that like his biggest concern is them in fast break, us turning the ball over and fueling their fast break. I'm wondering if the Cavs can limit their turnovers against this particular team because Oladipo is feisty, man. Oladipo in ISO situations, like, you're probably not winning that matchup. He's going to get the better of Clarkson or Calderon or George Hill. And Darren (coughs) Collison's the same kind of way. Like, he made his mark for years being a feisty defender. So the Cavs' backcourt... Whoever it is that's going to be out there, and I know LeBron's going to handle the ball so much, but if they start putting LeBron in the post more because they think that's better for them, then the Cavs' backcourt has to do a much, much better job handling the pressure of Indiana's backcourt because they really took the Cavs out of their offensive of comfort zone.
0: Yeah, I mean, and when you look at <coughs> when you look at the Cavs turnovers. By the way, thank you to Jason Lloyd for giving me the <laughs> plate by coughing over coughing all over Buddy on Wednesday. I now have it. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Um, LeBron uh, only had three turnovers tonight, yeah, and they still had 17 as a team. Yay. That is alarming to yeah. me because it speaks to the pressure that you're talking about being too much yes. for the other guys that have the ball. Like a lot of times when the Cavs have a rough night turnover wise, LeBron has like half of them. Yeah, you right. know, right. And some of it's because he makes a stupid pass, and some of it's because he's six eight and he's trying to play point and on the like he 's trying to do everything. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. He didn't... That wasn't, like, the thing tonight. Nope. You know, Kevin's throwing stupid passes. Corver. Yep. uh, George Hill, bad. Um, You know, somebody else on the bench. It might have been Clarkson. There there was another guy that had three turnovers Mm -hmm. uh, off the bench. So, that's concerning as well, that the the turnovers were kind of a collective problem.
1: So, before we get out of here, last question. Um, What does today's loss, Cavs losing 98-80, to going down 0-1 in the series... What does that mean for you with this series moving forward and your overall outlook on the series? Change anything?
0: Well, yeah, yeah, no, I I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, it it, it changes, um, it certainly changes the complexion of it all. Not because the Cavs lost, but how. Mm. They weren't close. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a huge gap to make up. Um, You know, I still believe they have the best player uh, overall. And so, you know, they should be able to make this up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, you have to wonder now uh, if, if what you saw tonight um, actually is related to the way the Pacers beat them this year um, or if it was just, as we've said already, just one bad night for a bunch of role players.
1: Ty said after the game um, that he knows his best five-man lineup. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is?
0: Well, I would say LeBron
1: and Jr. Okay. Kevin. Uh, yeah. There's some hesitation there.
0: Because he doesn't, uh, I mean, he, you know, sometimes, I mean, sometimes he doesn't play Kevin. Yeah, I know. Not so much this year. Right. Kyrie's talk. Right. Really? I don't know if you guys know this, but Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a harsh lesson of that today. And you sure did. Um, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think he, like. I mean, he needs, he needs someone to make threes.
1: I know. So. So here's something that uh, is a little bit concerning to me. I, I think I think their best five man lineup has Larry Nance Jr. in it. Okay. Um, and I think it's probably Kevin Love, Larry Nance Jr., LeBron, Jr. Smith. And I go back and forth on this. Like, there's part of me that wants to say Hood, but I really can't. Uh, there's part of me that wants to say Kyle Korver. But I don't know how healthy he is, and I don't know about his defense in this particular series against Indiana. And then there's part of me that wants to say George Hill. Mm-hmm. But even before George Hill took that shot to the back and it stiffened up on him, he wasn't very good. But no. But I guess the problem is like if Larry Nance Jr. is part of it, I I don't know that they can be at their best offensively like that. Right? right. I feel like in this particular series, because of the on ball defense of Indiana their best shot might be LeBron and four shooters and that could be that could be what that could, but i don 't know which four you would go to right because like does Rodney Hood count as that when he goes one of four from three point range, and not a lot of them really looked good right and he played terribly in the playoffs last year in both rounds for Utah. You know, is Jordan Clarkson mixed in there when he's always been a 32, 34% three-point shooter and he's been better since he came to the Cavs, but can you rely on him to be the the Cavs version of Clarkson or the 32, 34% three-point shooter that he's always been? Right. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's weird because I feel like we're still asking all these same questions <laughs> and Ty's probably asking all these same questions, even though he said he has an answer to them. Not a whole lot of answers tonight. Nope, not at all. All right, right. so the Cavs lose it. Uh, They go down in the series 0-1. Uh, They will play game two Wednesday night. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. We'll talk to you following game two.